This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Hello and welcome back to Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer from Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like to, to learn more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call for the callers in Wisconsin. Our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. For those of you in Illinois, our McHenry office is 815-331-8096. Uh, you can also go onto our website, www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. That's K-R-A-M-E-R Investment Services. And our podcasts are available on our website. If you click the, the media library tab and in the radio section, you'll see all of our various podcasts that we've been doing over the past couple of weeks. Also, you can subscribe to view our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't don't hesitate to give us a call if you have any questions or wish to set up a face-to-face -face meeting. Um, today, we're going to talk about the eight obstacles to retirement. Before we do, I'm just going to give you a market update. Uh, uh, there it is. And by the way, this is Tony Short. Tony, <laughs> you're my co-host. You chimed yep. in. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, but go ahead and give us that market update. What's right. going on out there? All right. Well, the stocks, stock market is doing really well. Year to date, the S&P 500 is up over 3.5%. The NASDAQ, which came off of a pretty much a record year, uh, was up has been up almost 6% year to date. The Dow wow. Jones is, is trudging along at just under 2% year to date. And the bond market is in the negative. So it's really a top-heavy stock market investor world that we're in right now, Tony. Yeah, it is. And bonds have really suffered. I mean, just uh, with crazy low interest rates and uh, and just other economic factors, it's been an interesting uh, market, uh, up and down. And, you know, like you said, though, over the long haul, up. And that's that's why uh, really it's about your time horizon and, and uh, time in the market, not trying to time the market, right, as you always say? Yes, absolutely. Putting in a proactive plan that focuses on the the long term and not getting so much into the the weeds of you know what happens from day to day you know right sure. now we're seeing a record stock market climb uh, the stimulus you know paychecks from the federal government into people's pockets are are helping to create optimism for stocks yep. the vaccination rollout the better it does the more people feel comfortable investing in stocks but equally if not more important is the incredibly low interest rates that we're seeing today. This is an interest rate starved world, not just in the United States, but throughout the entire industrialized world. And so for a lot of people, they're looking at, you know, where do I put my dollars? Where do I put it in the bank? 
Do I put it into low-yielding investments like bonds? Or do I go into stocks and take more risk than what I normally would have done otherwise? And, and right now, the answer is people are choosing to kind of forego their risk tolerance and they're, they're going into the stock market. And right now, it's paying off. Wow. Yeah, it sure is. It sounds like it. So, uh, yeah, and you talk about low interest rates. Wow. Uh, they say, though, that uh, they could climb and inflation could rise. So we'll see. Uh, nobody has a crystal ball. But again, if you have a solid plan in place, you can deal with the changes that are coming. Uh, and I think that's so important. But uh, I want to thank you, first of all, Jim, for having me on the show. It's great to be here with you. And uh, I've had a crazy busy week. But then I look at your schedule and I think about uh, you tell me what you've been up to. And I'm like, oh, I don't have it so bad. <laughs> Jim's <laughs> over there. Jim's over there uh, doing the real work. Uh, so, uh, Jim, great. How have you been, though? You are keeping busy. Doing good. Yeah, I've been putting together a lot of financial plans, doing a lot of meetings, both in person and in Zoom. I tell you, I've, I've never been so much on technology, but this past year kind of forced me to do that with Zoom. Yeah. And being able to talk to people through through the computer uh, it's been really useful. But beyond that fact, yes, Tony, I do have a personal life. And I um, oh, watched good. the Super Bowl this past. I watched the Super Bowl yesterday. Did you? Yes. Yes, of course. I think uh, most people I've talked to did watch it. And it was interesting. There were good and bad. I mean, I was hoping for a much more exciting game. How about you? Yeah, that was kind of uh, a dominating performance from Tampa. And yeah. Luckily, I betted for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's I thought good. they there were going to win, but I did not think they were going to win like that. No. Tom, um, Tom Brady's either the luckiest person on earth or he really is that good. Well, you know what? I was watching him and, and looking at the game. To me, the MVP was the Tampa Bay defense. Yes. And, and second, the second MVP would have been the Tampa Bay offensive line. And I'd put Tom Brady third because I looked at what he did, and I think you could put any really good quarterback in there, whether it's Drew Brees or anybody else, uh, behind that line yesterday. And with that defense, uh, boy, I, I think it would be hard to lose, not taking anything away from what Tom Brady's accomplished. Obviously, he's one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. However, in, in yesterday's game, I saw it more of a, of a defense and offensive line doing their jobs than I did Brady being, I mean, you know, he threw some great passes, but they had their run game really in the second half uh, destroyed um, uh, the Chiefs too. So, and and uh, I think uh, Mahomes was just, the Chiefs were off. I mean, they, they did not play well. No, either. they didn't look very good. No. Well, anyways, this is Tony Shore. He's my co-host. I'm Jim Kramer. And during our episode today, we're going to chat about the eight common obstacles to enjoying retirement. So with that said, uh, we're going to get started with what is the first obstacle to retirement? It's probably the most important one that we have, and that is more than ever income replacement from your pre-retirement work earnings is, is something that has to be done. And in today's world, we have people living longer than our parents did. Back, when, back in 1990, when my parents retired, Average life expectancy beyond retirement was less than 15 years for somebody retiring around age 65. Whereas today, now we have longer life expectancies. And unlike back in the back 30 years ago, 
there was a lot more pensions in place in America back then. So now replacing that income with your retirement savings is a more challenging uh, uh, obstacle for retirees. So number one is the income gap. And we have to look at Social Security because that's such an important program to provide income in this country. It keeps millions of retirees out of poverty. But the fact is Social Security only replaces about 40% of your average pre-retirement earnings during your lifetime. And some people it replaces more than that and some people it replaces less than that. Uh, that said, though, for retirees, usually you can live on about 70 to 80% of your pre-retirement income. Social Security replaces 40%, but you still have to make up that other 30 to 40% in your retirement savings, unless you're lucky enough to have a pension. Yeah, which most people nowadays don't. And I think that's pretty amazing and somewhat jolting when you think about it. I mean, Clearly, the majority of us shouldn't be overvaluing Social Security, though, when it comes to our overall retirement strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And so Social Security should not be the only thing that you're evaluating re with regard to income. Sure. Um, you have to look at your overall retirement nest egg, and there's a number of things that go along with that. But each listener today should ask themselves this one retirement question. Does your retirement strategy take the necessary steps to address the roughly 30 to 40 percent of extra income that your retirement savings will need to cover beyond Social Security over the rest of your lives, which on average for people retiring around 65, your lifespan is going to be anywhere between 15 years to 25 extra years. And so you have to make sure that retirement nest egg can provide that income for at least that long a period of time. Well, sure. I mean, obviously we need to make sure we're going to have enough. Nobody wants to take a pay cut in retirement. Nope. And so, and so that's really important. So what do you have next for us? Well, the next one is life expectancy. And as I was alluding to it, and when we were talking about the income gap, people are living longer. Right now, the average life expectancy. Now, this is based on the 2017 life expectancy table provided by the Social Security Administration. Average life expectancy for a male is age 76. And for a woman, that's age 81. Now, I remember back when I was in, gosh, third grade, somewhere around elementary school, and the teacher would put out reports as, and you would read about average life expectancy. And I think at that oh, yeah. time, average life expectancy for a man was age 70. And I thought to myself, man, that's really old. That's, that's old. That's a long time. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> but now you look at it going, all right. So you can see that it's creeping up where now men are living to age 76. Women are now living longer, age 81. However, if you're a male in this country and you've reach the age of 65, your average life expectancy, according to Social Security, is age 83. And if you're a female age 65, now your average life expectancy is 85. So as we get into retirement and we start to look at Social Security options, we have to consider the effect that we're going to be living perhaps as much as two to even three decades in retirement. So how do we, again, cover that income gap when our life expectancy is much larger or much longer than it used to be. Well, so in, yeah, people are living longer and longer. And I have to jump in, Jim, because my grandfather turns 100 on February 25th. That and is fantastic. 
Well, yeah, and you hear about more and more people turning 100 these days, it seems. However, my grandfather still drives. He still works on the farm, and he's mentally sharp and physically fine. Well, that's great. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Uh, they well, just that, That's good genes for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they sent out TV news crews and everything to interview him last week, so about his upcoming birthday. So no, that's wonderful. Uh, the the uh, auto dealer he bought a new truck two years ago, and they said, "We're you're the oldest person that's ever bought in a brand new vehicle from us ever." And <laughs> that's 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 great. I, I so, think that's awesome. Did they take a picture? And oh yeah, yep, yep. He's I think his picture's hanging up in the dealership. I think hey, he's going to be on uh, the local news down in Worthington, Minnesota, Minnesota, as I like Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. So, so okay. obviously though, back to life expectancy is a big deal. And some quick math, uh, tells me that, you know, most people are going to have 20 plus years in retirement. Uh, and then you have to have a strategy that's going to address two decades of not working. That's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously more time for family and leisure activities. There's a whole lot of things that you can do to enjoy your retirement, but a lot of those activities are going to require cash, so to speak. And so that's where it's really important to have a good income strategy. It's not just about investing your money these days, income planning. And of course, another topic we'll talk about later on taxes has to be discussed for a retiree. It's not as simple as, you know, where do you invest your money today? Right. And in that retirement, you know, traveling, et cetera, nothing comes for free, right? That's right. That's right. So no matter who you are, everyone really needs to assess whether or not their retirement strategy includes an income plan where you assess, uh, assess your income needs beyond Social Security and have a retirement strategy to cover that additional income that you're going to need for at least two decades. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And so uh, I think that's really, really important. Now, you said taxes. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you want to talk about there as far as yeah, taxes? So that's obstacle number three. Very yeah. important. So, you know, they say there's really two certainties in life, Tony, death and taxes. Yeah. For me, and, there's three certainties, Jim, three, death, taxes, and pizza. Oh, yes. Those I are the that. three certainties in my life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You got me there. Okay. All right. Excellent. So, all right. That's where working with a good financial planner to help you to assess not only your investments, but your income needs and you know, including the knowledge that that uh, that person has to have with Social Security so that they can assess both your pre and post retirement tax situation that can provide you with a lot of assistance in dealing with the complexities of the IRS code. And as a as a financial planner, I look at, you know, what tax bracket are you in? That's very important when making these types of decisions. And when you use an income plan, you have to consider so much, including how much of your Social Security benefits can be taxed based on the types of accounts you're withdrawing from. It, it's significant. And so if somebody's not getting that advice from an advisor, that financial advisor is just simply saying, go talk to your accountant about that. Uh, you're really getting very limited advice in that regard. Taxes are incredibly important. And then obviously now we have a new administration in Washington. So there could be some tax changes along the way. It's really important that people in retirement keep up with this because, again, if you want to make sure you maximize your retirement to have that lifestyle that you want, taxes are extremely important, every bit as much as investing your money. Yeah. Well, and Jim, who's that gently rapping at my chamber door? The tax man, of course. 
<laughs> That's <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe, right? Right. I wow, like it, good, Tony. Jim. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there are ways to reduce your taxes in retirement. Absolutely. I've done that for years. Uh, you know, some situations we can't, but in a lot of situations, we can be creative and do things the right way and help maximize the income that person's getting at the same time, uh, keeping the taxes at bay, so to speak. So uh, income planning, life expectancy, taxes, your financial strategy has to include all three. Well, yeah, obviously. And so having a tax strategy in retirement, because all those retirement accounts have uh, tax implications. And I know that that's a big part of what you do. So uh, that's huge. So what do you have next for us? Well, the next one is stock market downturns. And as you know, right now, the stock market's roaring. We yeah. all know what happened in February and March. That was a, yep. the quickest, shortest downturn we've ever seen, where you know as much as 40% of people's retirement accounts went down, only to have their retirement accounts, if they were in stocks, up significantly by the end of the year. We've really never seen anything like that. And Right now, stock the stock market is going great, but it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when yeah. those stock markets are going to go down. It's just a part of life, and we all have to be used to, used to that part of it. Um, there's no crystal ball. You know, it, Whenever you're dealing with a financial advisor, they do not have that crystal ball to say, here's where we should be because that's where the money's going to be made. If, if they're right, they're guessing. Uh, we don't like to do that at my firm. We just like to be proactive, make sure we're putting your assets into places that works with your risk tolerance, your income needs and your time horizon as to when you, you're going to need that money. Uh, using that right financial strategy can go a long way to ensuring that your retirement needs are met. And the stock market today, it's going up and up and up. But, you know, again, it's not always going to be that way. So, kind of having your money in other areas, even though it might not be quite as exciting today, might be a smart in the long run. Well, sure. And and so, uh, again, it's all about planning and work. You don't have to go it alone, though, working with a financial professional like yourself. And to some degree, it strikes me that, you know, an overall financial strategy needs to adhere to the old adage, hope for the best, plan for the worst. Uh, what do you have next for us? That's right. Yes. Um, inflation. So for many Americans, they really haven't seen a whole lot of inflation, but it's out there. We just don't see it quite as readily. Healthcare costs have been going up several times the rate of inflation in other areas. And the income that we get in retirement does not keep up with those annual increases to our healthcare costs. We have oil prices, which have been really fluctuating. In the last couple of years, it's gone down to a degree, but over time, energy costs rise and that takes a bigger chunk out of our income, so to speak. So, you know, just going back to a Motley Fool article that came out recently and assessed the, the past 20 years of inflation for Social Security recipients. And Social Security increases have really not kept up uh, with the cost of living adjustments for retirees, especially with healthcare costs. We see prescription drug prices climbing over the last 20 years by 250%, whereas Social Security benefits have risen almost just not quite 100% over that period of time. That really erodes the purchasing power of their Social Security money that they get. And there's other areas as well, but they say overall, 
inflation has increased, real inflation has increased about 150% over the last 20 years, whereas Social Security, not even 100%. So over time, there's going to be that extra burden put on your retirement money to help make up for that effect. Yeah. So inflation yeah. is incredibly important. Well, yeah, and in include, including that, including rising inflation in your financial strategy, I think that's another protection from running out of money to pay your bills. That makes sense. Yeah, and in addition to that, it's not just about paying your bills month by month. Uh, we want your retirement to be comfortable, for you to be able to do a lot of those things that you wanted to set out to do. So when I meet with people, I sit down and I have them list out what their goals and their objectives are. What do they really want to do? And sometimes reality kicks in, but sometimes these things are achievable. And I want to make sure that we assess some of the things that could go wrong in retirement, not to be doom and gloom, but what if inflation increases more than it has been? I think yeah. we've been through a pretty low historic inflationary period of time, and yet Social Security still hasn't been able to keep up with rising costs of inflation, putting more pressure on your retirement mm -hmm. money to help make up for it. So. You know, we want everybody to be happy and healthy and successful in retirement. And, you know, to the best we can, we just have to be proactive and and acknowledge that fact that when I run my reports, we have to assume inflation is going to go higher and not not maintain itself. Well, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a really good point. Now, what do you have next? What's the next point? Well, Medicare is extremely important. And healthcare, as you know, is is the biggest cost driver of inflation in this country. Yeah. And for a lot of people turning 65, this is an overwhelming period of time. Not only are they thinking about retiring, but they have a choice to make with Medicare. And these decisions that are made could be a permanent decision depending upon how their health goes once they sign up for it. And there's so many different choices. Each state does it a little bit differently. And the state that I'm in, Tony, is more of a carve-out state. Uh, not to make this more complicated, but it's different than, say, the state that you're in, in Minnesota. Uh, so we just, it, part of my firm, although I don't sell health insurance, I counsel them about Medicare choices, what to look for, and perhaps even what to avoid, given their situation. You know, there's Medicare Advantage plans. You'll see those ads all over the place. And sometimes it's right for somebody and sometimes it's not. And we just try to educate them on those choices. And we also tell them that, hey, by the way, Medicare does not cover long-term care. And that's a big expense in this country. You know, one of the biggest areas of bankruptcies are through healthcare, and long-term care is one of those. Uh, so we just let them know that, and that's where we could get into perhaps long-term care financing if it's right for them. Not right for everybody, but we try to give them all the different tools and resources that they could use and make sure that they work with a good independent insurance agent that can help them in shopping out for those various uh, policies. Right. And and I think that's really another good point. And obviously, healthcare is so costly. And I, I think this is a great opportunity, once again, to bring up working with a good financial professional like yourself, Jim, to help people in all of these areas, social security maximization, healthcare, dealing with inflation, uh, just to, to give them that peace of mind. You need this plan in place, right? Yeah, thank you, Tony, for saying that. You're right. And, but, you know, I do not, I'm not an expert at everything. And so I want to refer people to health insurance agents that are trustworthy, that are independent, that can do the best job that they can for their, for their clients. And I do the same thing in the financial 
investment and planning world. I try to do that. Uh, but I also like to refer to people that I feel are trustworthy in the communities where they live. And that's a part of um, you know what we do at our firm. Uh, many different aspects of financial topics and retirement. So you know, working with a good financial services professional can be invaluable. Valuable. We're sort of the quarterback for our clientele, you know, leading them into areas where they need to go talk to somebody that has a little more expert advice in. Right. Yeah, there you go. And I, I like that about what you do. You're an overall financial planner and an advisor, and you look at financial accounts, asset allocation, uh, but you do work alongside professionals who uh, specialize in things like uh, Medicare and health insurance uh, agents. So that's really important. And very wise words, Jim. Sometimes the safest way to get down the path without falling into any of the traps is by walking with a trusted partner. So what's the next topic on the list you want to cover today? All right. So we're already up to number seven, Tony. Yep. Long-term care, which is a miserable topic oh, to say the least. That's a tough one. I've had my mother and my grandmother go into a nursing home, both of them for Alzheimer's. And it's just a miserable experience. Um, you know, going into that nursing home, it's just not a happy experience. I don't think I've ever walked in uh, to a nursing home and felt good walking out. It's not a place for anyone to be, but it's necessary because so many Americans are needing long-term care. In fact, they say that this is according to longtermcare.gov that nearly seven in 10 Americans turning age 65 will need at some point, some level of long-term care services, either at home in a community setting or in a uh, nursing home facility. And the average length of stay can be around three years on average, but that can vary significantly. Like I had my grandmother that was in a nursing home for seven years, whereas my mother was there for two years. So it's, it's case by case. Uh, 20% of individuals needing long-term care have that care needed for over five years. And with the cost of long-term care, that could be devastating for their significant others and loved ones. Um, so just looking at some of the cost for nursing care, nursing home private room cost right now in this country averages over $100,000 a year, $106,000. Assisted living centers for a private one-bedroom is $52,000 a year. And the average cost for home health care, assuming that you have about 44 hours of care provided to you in your home, is over $55,000 a year. And then if you run out of assets based on the state's Medicaid laws, that's where Medicaid will come in and start to pay. But um, this pre prevents, this actually can cause a legacy problem for those individuals because Medicaid wants to recoup what they end up paying out for services. And so if you have family or loved ones that want to inherit something from you, well, Medicaid is going to have first claim in a lot of those situations. So a lot of complexity with long-term care. It's a long subject. In fact, we could do a podcast on it, although I'm probably going to feel miserable after we do it. It's an important financial discussion that I have with my clients. Well, it's a huge, a huge discussion to have, and we should all be having it with a financial professional like yourself. And long-term care is a tough one. It's so expensive. And Medicare doesn't cover long-term care. And then Medicaid only steps in after you've spent down 
your last bit of retirement savings. So uh, you have to work with somebody like yourself who uh, understands this and the ins and outs and, and can really provide some relief uh, with a plan to deal with this. And I think that's huge. Yeah. And so Medicare doesn't cover long-term care. A lot of people assume it does, but that's just right. simply not the case. So number eight now, we've moved on to yep. the last one, which is losing your spouse. You know, we plan for retirement, but we don't always plan for what could go wrong. And this is the toughest one. People don't want to plan for what if uh, your loved one passes away. It's a near certainty that one spouse will outlast the other. And sometimes by several years, I can think of my grandparents, um, both, both grandfathers died when I was very young and my grandmothers lived for a very long time. So they were at least two decades, if I can think, yeah, about two decades that they lived without a spouse. Um, so planning for that, making sure that the person you're working with, that quality financial services professional will do a proactive plan for that, especially if you're uncertain. If you're somebody who likes to go it alone and do the planning all yourself, there's a lot of things that go into this that the, simply put, the average person is not going to be able to properly plan for. So that's one of the reasons why somebody would want to see uh, a, a good financial planner is to make sure what if something goes wrong, what would be the game plan? So, you know, the emotional toll of losing your spouse is one thing, but the financial end of things, well, that can just make things even worse. So having that plan in place, making sure you've got somebody that will help guide you through this, I think is invaluable. Well, it is. I mean, you can't even put a price on it. It's so important. And this is such a, uh, just a, a difficult topic. I mean, it's, it's a difficult conversation to have, talk about, you know, what, what to do in the event of the loss of a spouse and planning for that. But I think those types of conversations are often the most rewarding to give us the peace of mind we need. Yes, absolutely. And um, so, yeah, I just want to recap these obstacles in retirement. Uh, the income gap, making sure your income is covered uh, in retirement and to be able to stretch that money out over at least a two decade period of time is very important. Life expectancy, people are living longer than their parents. Uh, tax planning is invaluable. Uh, working hand, on, hand in hand with your investment advisor and your accountant to help get that done. And, and you know, don't invest in the stock market with the pure intention of you're only in it when the market's up because usually that'll be poor for that individual in the long run. So having a good proactive plan in place and sticking to it is, I think, the best long-term advice that anyone can give someone. Uh, inflation, being able to accept and realize what if inflation ends up going higher than what it has been and what pressure that'll put on your retirement plan. Medicare planning, understanding long-term care is not covered under it and making sure you choose the right Medicare policy based on your individual needs is extremely important in retirement. And then of course, the plan is what if, what if something happens to your spouse in retirement? Does your financial planner or investment person have that proactive plan put in place for you? So that's what I do with my clients, Tony. And uh, there's plenty of good planners out there that do that. Uh, I like to think that we do it right from the start, making sure that plan is in place so that as we go through things like pandemics and other forms of market downturns that we're ready. We're ready for it. So less panic in our, in our clients uh, as a result of that. Right. Well, you know what, Jim? Our, as usual, our time has flown by. Do you have any additional information you want to share with us before we go today? 
Well, if you'd like to set up an appointment to come visit us at Kramer Investment Services, you can call us. If those of you are in Wisconsin, it's 262-729-4128 in Illinois, 815-331-8096. And you can always visit us on our website at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. That's K-R-A-M-E-R, Investment Services. And on our website, you click the Media Library tab and then as well as the radio tab, and you can see any of our podcasts that we do on a weekly basis, me and Tony. So that's pretty much it for today, Tony. All right, sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.